I've got an itching on the tips of my fingers. I've got a boiling in the back of my brain. I've got a hunger burning inside me, cannot be denied. I've got a feeling that the Father who made us, when he was kindling the pulse in my veins, he left a tiny spark of that fire smoldering inside. The spark of creation flickering within me. The spark of creation is blazing in my blood. A bit of the fire that lit up the stars and breathed life into the mud. The first inspiration. The spark of creation. I see a mountain and I want to climb it. I see a river and I want to leave shore. When there was nothing, let there be something, something made by me. There's things waiting for me to invent them. There's worlds waiting for me to explore. I am an echo of the eternal cry of let there be. The spark of creation burning bright within me. The spark of creation won't let me rest at all until I discover or build or uncover a thing that I can call my celebration. The spark of creation. The spark of creation, may it burn forever. The spark of creation, I am a keeper of the flame. We think all we want is a lifetime of leisure, each perfect day the same, endless vacation. Well, that's all right if you're a kind of crustacean, but when you're born with an imagination, sooner or later, you're feeling the fire get hotter and higher. The spark of creation. Thank you, that was awesome. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Rita Webster, and I am honored to serve on your board of trustees. Welcome to our Sunday morning service. Our services are at 9.30 and 11.30 Central Time. We live stream at 9.30 and welcome our live stream audience today from wherever you are in the world. In May, we'll offer one service at 10 a.m. in person and live stream. Watch our services anytime, on demand, at our website, or on YouTube. We invite you to visit our Friendship Hall after service today for connections, coffee, and to enjoy the original artwork that's posted on the walls. Reverend Phil um, Smedstad facilitates a two-part workshop, preparing for a personal resurrection this afternoon and also next Sunday. Come and face both your shadow and your divinity. As we wrap up Love in Action Month, stop by the tables in the garden court to explore how you can share your gifts and talents here at Unity Minneapolis. Events this week include the Board of Trustees meeting tomorrow night, the men's group on Tuesday evening, and the Women of Unity on Saturday. Next week is Palm Sunday, already. Our Holy Week activities include Monday, Thursday's communion service and simple supper, 
Good Friday service, Saturday's Easter extravaganza. If you have any little kids in your life, bring them. It's so much fun. And a joyous celebration of Easter Sunday on April 9. Please join us often. We're excited about our April events, Minister's Book Group, A Course in Miracles Study Group, the Book of Job, Storytelling for Children, and an Outreach Food Pack at Feed My Starving Children. Check our website, Facebook page, or weekly e-newsletters for details. You can also email or call the church office. And now, please join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you, if you would, just to go to that place within yourself that only you can go. And as you begin to focus your attention inward, let us take that deep breath together, knowing that it is truly the breath of the divine. And this morning, we are so grateful, grateful for this community that we call Unity Minneapolis and the difference that it's making in our lives and the lives of so many others. Grateful this morning that we know this divine presence within as peace as joy, as a prospering presence. Grateful that we know this presence within as health and wholeness, knowing that we are always, regardless of appearances, whole with the wholeness of spirit. And for that, we feel that presence this morning, grateful for that presence. And today, regardless of what is happening in our life, regardless of what that may be, we know that this Christ presence within, known by many names, is greater than anything that we're facing in this world today. And we are grateful. Grateful, grateful. And so let us say thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this spring day, okay? Invite you, if you're able to, to stand for our opening song. Big thanks to Greg Peterson for helping us out with the little hymn singing this morning. Here we go. One power, one power, one power. One power, one power, one power. There's one, one power, power invisible, and you see it everywhere and every day. Don't you? I do. There's one power indescribable, and you speak of it with every word you say. Mysterious until you know the truth. As simple as the love inside of you. Call it God, call it Spirit, call it Jesus, call it Lord, call it Buddha, Baha'u'llah, angel's wings, or heaven's door. But whatever name you give it, it's all one power, can't you see? It's the power of love. In you and me, one power, one power. 
stage, sing it again. One power, one power, one power. We speak so many languages, yeah. Different clothing, different colors, different names. A different is only dangerous. When we forget that in the heart we're all the same We'll remember when we close our eyes to see That such distances were never meant to be Call it God, call it Spirit, call it Jesus, call it Lord Call it Buddha, Baha'u'llah Hashem or heaven's door It's Mohammed, it's your mind It's your soul or it's your sign It's the universe, it's music Mother Earth or Father Time But whatever name you give it It's one power, can't you see? Whatever name you give it It's the very air we breathe It's the power of love In you It's an everlasting peace It's the freedom of forgiveness It's the sweetness of release It's the joy of inspiration It's the sunshine on your face It's the birthright of all nations It's the boundlessness of space Hey, It's the beauty of a baby It's serenity of sleep It's the anger we abandon Or it's love that's most deep It's just one one power, one power, one power, one power, one power, one power. Sing it one more time. One power, one power. Thank you, and please be seated. I love that song, don't you? It really expresses so many things about what we believe here at Unity. You know, Unity is a, a, a teaching. It's a community. It's a, it's a following and an open and expression of all in who we are. And we teach practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. My friends, we are an open and welcoming, inclusive community. So one of our favorite things to do here each and every Sunday morning is to acknowledge our guests. So if you're new today or you feel like you're new today, please allow us to honor your presence here. Take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, feel like guests. We have guests out here. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow. Yes. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. If you fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. 
The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that personal one-on-one -on -one welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that's set on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We also welcome those that are streaming with us today as well. We would love to reach out to you as well. There's a contact card there, fill that out, and someone from our staff will reach out and make a personal connection one-on-one -on -one with you. Let's appreciate our guests this morning, okay? Now let's affirm together our vision statement. It is found in your order of service, our vision statement. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. This past Sunday afternoon, we completed our membership class. What a wonderful class we had. And this morning, we are blessed to receive eight new members into our community. So, Reverend Tony, I'm going to invite you to come forth and help me with this. Indeed. And as I call your name, would you come forward? And the first name is Debbie Bolton. And... Bruce Ehalt, who actually is on vacation, so we hold him in our hearts. And Jim Geisinger. Catherine Holtzclaw. Holtzclaw. Huh? And Lisa Rehnquist. And Mary Jo Robacher. Robacher. Kim Boss. And Betty Seifert. Yes, come this way. All right. Charles Fillmore, <coughs> co-founder of Unity, defined Unity in this way. Unity is a link in the great educational movement inaugurated by Jesus, our way shower. Our objective is to discern the truth in Christianity and prove it. The truth we teach is not new, neither do we claim special revelation or discovery of new religious principles. Our purpose is to help and teach humanity to use and prove the eternal truth taught by our master teacher. You have expressed a desire to officially affiliate yourself with Unity Minneapolis and in doing so, the Greater Unity Movement, so that together we might make Charles Fillmore's definition of unity come alive by modeling for humankind the truth that Jesus taught and the truth that Jesus demonstrated. You are familiar with our, and are in alignment with the vision and mission our, that our congregation has created. Do you, as new members, Commit to supporting Unity Minneapolis's vision and mission statement with your thoughts and your prayers and your service. If so, please say, I do. I do. Board of Trustees, Nancy Merritt, these individuals, they have expressed a desire to unite in membership with Unity Minneapolis. 
They have fulfilled the requirements for membership as outlined by our bylaws. They have also pledged their alignment with the vision and mission statement of Unity Minneapolis. They are demonstrating their commitment to their own spiritual growth, and they have promised to support this church. Do you, as the elected representative of the congregation, accept these individuals as members of Unity Minneapolis with all the accorded privileges? Thank you. From this day forward, be it known that these individuals have become members of Unity Minneapolis. And will the congregation please stand and sing, I behold the Christ in you. It is number 65 in your hymnal, 65 in your hymnal as well. Okay. You may be seated. move deeper in spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you can add your prayers, your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they're forwarded to Silent Unity, where they're prayed for for an additional 30 days. The word today is joy. I draw from a wellspring of joy. There are so many ways to express joy. I may speak words of praise that bring awareness of even more blessings to my mind. I may take joyful action, my every step aglow with the light of God, enlivening all I do. 
I celebrate the playful joy of every child, especially the child within me. I experience the same happiness whether I'm in the heart of a busy city or in the stillness of nature. And then there is the quiet joy of just being, the richest joy of all. I rediscover my joy by taking slow, deep breaths, tapping into my wellspring of well-being that never runs out. I feel its energetic flow spilling over into my heart and into my life. What joy to be a spiritual being, a precious child of God, But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people, from Luke 2, verse 10. The word for today is joy. So I invite you to join me in meditation. If you've not done so, I invite you to just gently close your eyes, shutting out the outside world. Let us take a deep breath together, knowing our oneness with each other. Knowing that divine presence within is joy. That quiet joy that is always present. And so we align ourselves this morning with that that joy. Relax your mind, relax your body. Allow the chair to totally support you and let go, for this is indeed a safe place. Let go and let God be God in you as you. Beloved, let go. In these few moments together, let go of any worry or any fear and let God within be a light that guides you through every experience of your life. Let that divine presence within love you, honor you, and bless you as you were meant to be loved and honored and blessed. Let go, dear friend, let go. Let go and allow God to work through you to bless others. Let go and allow God to use your hands to give comfort and strength. Let God use your heart to express love and compassion. And let God use your mind to bring new ideas into the world. So let go, beloved. Let go. Let go and let God show you how to live your life. Life as instruments of God's love and peace that you were created to be. Let go and let God be God in you as we rest for a moment or two in the stillness and in the quiet.
This morning we have indeed surrendered our hearts, our minds, our life, and all that we are to that divine presence within. And this morning we pray with those that have requested our prayers, represented by our prayer box, represented by the requests that we have received this week. And this morning we hold our beloved prayer chaplains in prayer, our healing ministry in prayer, Unity Cares ministry. We hold them all in our hearts and in prayer as they continue to hold us in prayer when we so often forget. So let go, dear friend. Let go. Let us take another deep breath together. And as we do, we return to this time in this place, knowing that we have been in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God within. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. dream. 
said this before and I'll say it again. It's really hard sometimes to follow the music. You know, you just want to say, well, that's the lesson. Let's move on to the next thing. It was beautiful. Laurie, beautiful. Thank you. It's been a month. If you want to know how much of a month it's been, talk to the three ministers. This book has been amazingly challenging to me. I don't know about them, but it's been amazingly challenging to me for several reasons. One, there is so much in each chapter that to try to narrow it down to now I have 20 minutes to say, oh, by the way, here it is, let's go. And then in the classes... In the classes each week, questions that have come up have just like, whoa, I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. Because I'm also working on the same stuff. It's been amazing. And I have learned a lot. And I recognize how much I still have to know, have to learn, have to let go of um, in order to be in the place where he, where Michael Singer talks about that place where there is only flow and there as our daily word said and there is a joy that just flows through us as love every day <laughs> and every moment so I look back on it I, I had some allergy stuff this past weekend you know, when you move someplace and you're not used to all the mold that comes out of the snow and all the stuff, it sometimes gets ya. Well, it got me this weekend. But it was probably a good thing because I got to stay in and read and reread and think on and sleep on the message that's today. What I wanted to say today, to close out, I'm the closer this time, to close out the, the month. We started with our committing to a dream. We were pulled by a vision. We learned to love that dream. And this month was about preparing for that. I wasn't actually ready to prepare quite this way. Preparing was a number of things, but this book 
showed me how to prepare for my dream. First, it caused me to question what my dream was in the first place. So let's look back. What are the, some of the key things that we learned, that I learned? I, I, I can't speak for what you learned, but let me tell you what I learned, okay? One, the world outside will continue whether I'm here or not. And it really has not got anything to do with me. Now, I must tell you, when I first read that, I went, I doubt that very seriously. I live in this mess. And of course it has something to do with me. But it doesn't, in the sense that it moves on, and each one of us has a way of seeing it that's different. Because, you see, we put the meaning on it. We put the meaning on what's happening outside. We're the ones that label the feelings that create the thoughts about what's happening outside. There are, what, close to 9 billion people in this world? And each one of us sees the world just a little bit differently because of the experiences that we've had, the things that we've not looked at, the things that we've chosen to push down, that's what we use to interpret what's happening to us in any given moment. Now that takes, for me, that's going to take a lot of time <laughs> to really comprehend what that means. We're not living in the present moment as it, because the outside of me can mean so many different things depending upon perspective depending upon what experiences I've had. So that's one of those. The outside world is not personal. The other thing that we've learned is that, I've learned is that there's something in me that knows that I know that I know. There's something in me that is conscious, that is aware of the thoughts that I'm thinking, the feelings that I'm feeling, and how I am seeing all of that. There's something inside of me that, that does that. The other thing that we learned was that mind, that field of energy where thoughts can exist, is not just my brain. There's multiple levels of mind. The field can be empty. There can be no thoughts at all. No thoughts at all. I don't know about you, but that's a little hard to attain sometimes for me. I've done it one or two times in my life, and there's a bliss in it when it happens. But I, it's not something I can hold. Empty mind. And then there's the mind where we store all the things that we don't want to look at. He calls them samskaras. An experience happens, it's painful. I don't want to deal with it. I push it down. I don't allow me myself to feel it, to look at it, and to realize why the pain is there. I just don't want to feel the pain. So I push it. It's down. And I store it someplace. Samkara. It's also called the personal mind. And in that personal mind, there's also something he calls personal thought. 
mind, which is where we deal with all that stuff, where the thoughts come up and we try to work with what we've pushed down, recognizing that it's not about what happens out there, but what happened and what didn't happen in here. Samskaras are both positive and negative. When something good happens, it makes me feel good and I just want to hang on to it. I cling to it. And then I keep trying to find it again. But it's never the same. And so it doesn't necessarily meet to my expectations. I'm disappointed and there's pain. But in the moment, I hold it. So we have, and then there's the abstract part of our mind where we create, where we get beyond all of this day-to-day -day personal problem issue and we can see things differently. We can see it a new way. We can hold a different idea, abstract mind. Now, we can have thoughts in our mind, both willful thoughts and automatic thoughts. When my dog would not eat her medicine today, she's done it for months. And today I'm in a hurry and she chooses not to eat it. The automatic thought was not nice. <laughs> the thought that came up for me just... <sighs> I think I even threw the pill and just went, dang. Anyway, it was not a pretty sight. That's an automatic thought. And then I took a deep breath. And I said, what's going on here? Why am I upset about this? She's not feeling well. I knew that. I'm not angry at her. I'm angry at me for being running late, for not being able to sit down. All of a sudden, I began to realize it was about me. Take a deep breath. Transmute that energy. And be okay in the moment. She wasn't looking at me and going, I'm not taking that stuff. There was something else there. And I projected on her my feelings. Hmm? So when we get to techniques, that's one of them. On how to deal with this. So then there's the emotions. And they come out of the heart their energy, just like the thoughts are energy. And once again, we put labels on what we feel. I think I've shared this story before when I was in therapy many, many years ago. And we would sit there in the therapist's room and she'd say, how do you feel about that? And I would look at her like, what? Because I didn't have a name for what I was feeling. I couldn't identify it. It took me a year and a half before we, she and I, could recognize that I had no vocabulary for feelings. Because we didn't talk feelings in my house. You didn't talk feelings. So I didn't know there was a feeling, there was a vibration, but I didn't know what it was. Because nobody had given me a name. And we finally went, duh. You know, I know this is what a dark blue because somebody told me that was the color 
the trees are green because somebody told me that. Nobody helped me to identify those. So I had to build a vocabulary for feelings in order to decide what I wanted to do with them. Interesting to get to know what I'm feeling inside and allow it to come up, surface, look at it, feel it, and then decide that the reason that I felt it no longer exists. It's gone. And I don't have to hold it anymore. And I can make a choice to do it differently. And it wasn't about somebody out there making it right for me. It was about me making it right in here for me. And then there's this fourth thing. He calls it Shakti. We call it Christ consciousness. We call it spirit. We call it love. That is a core flow for us. It's the energy that flows as far as we will let it flow. But when we have taken those events and stored them in our being, they crystallize and he calls them blockages. And they keep things from flowing. They keep the energy from flowing all the way through us. But it's there. And it wants to flow. And it wants to take us, the reading, Michael, that you did today, there he is, our daily word. He wants to take us into that higher consciousness, that place of feeling ever, everlasting joy and love. But we've blocked it by holding on to things, events, creating things that don't exist anymore. Mm. And it's not until we can let those go, transmute them, see the good in them, keep them as a memory if we need, but we've let go of all of the emotion and the blocking. Now, he Michael paints a beautiful picture of this. He truly does. It sounds like when I'm reading, I think I told the class, it sounds like you ought to be able to just do it like that, and you know, it's going to be done, and I'm going to shift my... I don't think so. I don't think it's quite that easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. So what types of techniques can we use to make this clearing, to clear these things that are blocking us, from seeing and feeling in the moment what is true now. Before I do that, I want to read you a couple of quotes. Um, this was an interesting week for me because I found an awful lot of unity in what Michael was talking about and tracked the, the quotes. Because remember, one of the things that we teach here in unity is where do we live? How do we live? From the inside out. From the inside out. The thoughts that we hold do create the reality that we see. And each of us sees a different reality based upon the things we hold. In Keep a True Lent, Charles Fillmore says, 
It is our responsibility to keep the channels open and to cleanse them of all error thought so that the mighty current of spiritual consciousness may flow through us and manifest itself in our life. Sort of sounds like what Michael Singer is talking about. We got to keep the channels open and keep the error thought from blocking the flow. And Reverend Pat's favorite, Eric Butterworth, in Spiritual Economics, says, You see things not as they are, but as you are. Your perception is shaped according to your previous experiences, according to your faith, and according to where you are in consciousness. Hmm. We see things not as they are, but as we are. Where our consciousness resides. That's the only way we can see it. Until we clear the blockages. And then the Lafalas, Richard and Mary Alice Jafala, say, live in the now with your energies focused on the day at hand. In reality, there is only the now. So when we start looking at how do we do this clearing, how do we remove what, is, what Michael calls our samskaras, negative and positive, because ultimately even the positive things we've stored, if we can't repeat them, we are disappointed. And most of the time, we don't always repeat them. And so then we're let down and we're disappointed because it didn't happen like it was supposed to. The world didn't fix it for me like it was supposed to. Yeah. So what can we do? I found it fascinating in his last couple of chapters. The first technique that he brings to us and says, this is one of the best things you can do is positive thinking. Where have we heard that before? Where have we heard that before? Think positive thoughts. Now what he does say and reminds us is that you'll have that negative thought, whether it's a willful one or an automatic, and oftentimes it's an automatic negative thought about something. Just like I had this morning with poor Daisy. But if I can pause, take a deep breath, step back into that place that is me, that is conscious of what I'm doing, and say, wait a minute. I think we call that a denial. That doesn't have any power over me, that particular incident. And so let's find a way to make that a positive statement. He also uses the one about when we're driving. <laughs> There's a lot of them about driving. Have you noticed? <laughs> it's like, I'm in a hurry. I get out on 169, and damn, if there's not a big truck right there, and he won't go any faster than the speed limit. <laughs> and I need to go the, at least the speed limit or more, and there's traffic everywhere, and I'm just, you know, you been there? And then all of a sudden, you're just like, whose day am I ruining? Not his. Not his. Mine. 
Take a deep breath, Tony. Let the speedometer drop back and enjoy the scenery or listen to the music that I happen to be playing. I discovered if you come off of the exit here at Duluth, that one, up in the tree on the, on the right, there's a nest. I don't know what kind of, there's a nest. And I looked at it the first time and went, it's a poodle. <laughs> it's a poodle. When I drive by there now, I check to see if it still looks like a poodle. And when it was snow covered, it looked like a poodle with snow on top of it. I would have missed it. <laughs> and it gives me such joy now to just be in that moment and see what the poodle looks like today. That's a small one. But I can change the thought, the energy, by making that deep, taking that deep breath and taking the negative and letting it. Now, it might still be there sort of rambling in the back somewhere, but as long as I can put a positive on top of it, in place of it, you do it enough, and it sticks. <laughs> that then becomes the way you see things. So this denial affirmation thing can work very well. And it's our will, our executive faculty, the decision maker that allows us to make that choice. It's inside of me to make the change. Don't expect that gentleman in that truck, I'm assuming, see I made an assumption there, it could have been a woman, no, women don't drive slow like that. Sorry. <laughs> no, they wouldn't be doing that, I don't think. But anyway, I can't let that person dictate my life. Then he's not going to, she, it's not going to change. I can change. So that's number one. Positive thoughts. The other one he talks about is using a mantra on a day-to-day. -day. Finding a word or words... You can use the um, God. My mantra actually has been for a long time is peace, be still. Peace, be still. And when I get quiet in the morning, peace, be still. When I'm troubled trying to go to sleep, peace, be still. When I take the breath, when I'm yelling at the dog, peace, be still. And if you say it, sufficiently at times to crown your day. You build up a layer <laughs> in that mind layer of, excuse me, of mantra. And when things get a little bit tense, it, it pops in and, and you go, oh yeah, peace, be still. Find a word. It can be in God, Jesus, peace, whatever. Find that word and make it a part of your thought process during the day. And then when the tension comes or the disturbance begins and you feel it before you think it, you can come back to that and it begins, you've set your, your body begins to calm down and your mind begins to calm down. The other one is um, witness consciousness. And that really is about stepping back 
when you're beginning to feel that disturbance, whatever it is, step back, take that breath. <sighs> what am I really seeing? What am I seeing that, I, that is happening in me? And decide whether I want to do that anymore. How do I want to change that? There's one other thing that I found that was important for me. And it starts with his statement. Let me make sure I can find that. He says, the fundamental choice we have in life is either to constantly control life to compensate for our blockages or devote our lives to getting rid of them. To me, that's foundational. Am I going to devote my life to trying to make myself feel good inside by reaching outside of me and expecting my loved ones or my congregation or the world to make things right so I can feel better? Or can I look at what it is that is uncomfortable, that is giving me pain, and recognize that when I stored that, I stored it because I didn't want to feel the pain. And in order for it to go away, I'm going to have to feel the pain and then recognize that that's done. It's not happening now because the next thing we need to do is look at our past. The past. And recognize that the past is just that. It's the past. And what we're holding on to what we've probably pushed down into, a, actually into our heart space, because that takes us out of the thought process. We push it down past into our heart space and say, I don't want to feel that. I don't, I don't want to feel that. But if you can bring it up and realize that the thing we're feeling is already done, it's not there anymore. But there is a vista that we can enjoy if we don't put our judgments and our preferences and our, even our desires on what we see. If we can desire what we are right now in and appreciate what we are right now in and who we are right now. What that does is that allows us, that allows that energy, his shakti, his love energy, my Christ consciousness energy, to have free flow, have a free flow. What that might do is change my dream. Because if my dream was about getting something that will make me feel better, If I just allow that flow of energy through me and then every day is a day of love. Every action is an action of love without expecting to get anything back. Just a day of love. 
my dream may actually shift a bit. My dream may actually be to live each day in the moment, knowing that if I'm in the moment, I'll know what to do about what I see in front of me. I'm going to close out <clears throat> with a story that he tells. It's called Just Tree. We shared this in class the other night. There's a concept in Zen known as Just Tree. The story goes as follows. There was a young Buddhist monk in a monastery who would go for daily sessions with the Zen master. The master would ask him some questions and the monk would leave. One time when the young monk walked in, the master looked at him and remarked, what happened to you? You look so alive and filled with light. And the monk was surprised. What do you mean? I see a difference in you, my son. What happened? The monk told him, I was walking across the courtyard and saw the big oak tree. I stopped and looked at it. I had seen it many times before, but this time I saw just tree. I just saw the tree. Somehow it took me to a, such a deep place that I felt an awakening. I felt a moment of enlightenment. It took me beyond myself. That tree had been there for a hundred years, the master reflected. You walked by it, by that tree, every single day since you've been here. Yes, the student said, but when I previously walked by the tree, it often reminded me of the tree Buddha sat under when he reached enlightenment. Other times, the tree reminded me of the one I fell out of when I was little. The tree always stimulated thought patterns from my past. This time, I just saw tree. May you always see just tree and live a life of love and joy. Close my eyes and I can see the world that's waiting up for me that I call my own. Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. They can say, they can say it all sounds crazy. They can say, they can say I've lost my mind. I don't 
care, I don't care if they call me crazy. We can live in a world that we design. Cause Thank you, Jennifer. You are welcome here anytime. You are welcome. We are so grateful. Yeah. And Reverend Tony, thank you for being the closer today and such a home run. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. 
You know, last week, um, one of our beloved congregates saw me, and she said, I want to show you something, Reverend Pat. And she pulled out her bulletin, or her order of service. It was totally covered with notes, totally covered. And I said, wow, that's great. People are listening and taking notes. That's amazing. She says, could we have something to write on, please? Notice this in your pews today, okay? You have note cards if you want to use note cards, and uh, they will be filled each and every Sunday. At this time, uh, we're going to invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth. There's many ways to make that gift. You can, uh, the offering baskets are back. There's a secure online giving. Go to unityminneapolis.org, donate. You can also use the QR code that's in your bulletin as well. There's checks received, Venmo, PayPal, hand me a check. It doesn't matter. Anyway, just come on, let's do it. Let's take a moment and center ourselves again in this one presence and this one power, God. We feel that presence, we feel that power now moving through us. And we know this power within is truly a prospering power, the source of all good in our life. Now let us affirm together our offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give all that I receive, and all that I am, and now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So we bless these gifts, giving thanks for that power of blessing. We bless them and send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Next week, Palm Sunday, begin Holy Week next week. Many activities are planned throughout the week. We'd love to have you join us for those as well. To quote Edwin Gaines, she used to say as she spoke, you just thought you had plans this afternoon. This afternoon, Reverend Phil Smedstead is back with us, and he begins a two-part series on preparing for resurrection, our own personal resurrection. I'm looking forward to that workshop, and we invite you to come as well. Also, our new members, be sure by all means to greet them. They'll be in the garden court today as you leave. Uh, Greet them and 
congratulate them and welcome aboard. Give them a, a unity hug. Also, uh, Lori and I have an announcement to make. Uh, we do. We do. I mean, we do. Absolutely. You know what? Hey, just say it, right? Hey. Rachel Holder will be our new choir director for the next season. Yes, we've communicated, and wow. It's pretty fabulous, isn't it? Yes, I'm you know, grateful, thankful, and excited. Yes, and, uh, and don't forget also that on the 16th, our outgoing choir director, she's not going anywhere, no. but she's here. She's just not going to be our choir director after 15 years, but we're going to celebrate her. I believe that's on the 16th of April. So come and we'll do her music that day. She'll be present that day, have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee with her. So we're looking forward to that as well. Okay, I believe that we have youth out there. Maybe we have youth out there. Hopefully we have. Yes, yes, let's stand and bring them in. We are walking in the light, in the light, in the light. We are walking in the light, in the light of God. In the light, 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 in the light of God. In the light, 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 in the light of God. Oh, thank you so much for that warm welcome. We had a delightful crew today, and Reverend Jeanette is upstairs sending her love as well. We have our extravaganza coming up, so you've heard me talk about it. It's happening next Saturday, not this coming, but the following, April 8th, 1 to 3 p.m. We hope that you'll come. You'll bring your kids, you know, ones in your life, ones off the street. We don't care. <laughs> no, no, we do, we do. Um, please get consent to bring kids to our extravaganza. <laughs> but we would love to have you all have an egg hunt. The Easter Bunny is going to be making an appearance, and it's going to be fun for all. Uh, so join us for that. Let's appreciate our adult volunteers, please. <laughs> our prayer for protection and our peace song, and speak to at least three people you don't know following this service. Okay, together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. Now there is peace on earth. And it has begun with me. Now there is peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. With God as our creator, family all are we. Let us walk with each other in perfect harmony. Now peace begins with me, let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my joyous vow. To take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. 
A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you will lose your heartaches, whatever you wish for, you keep. Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dreams that you wish will come true. your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through no matter how your heart is grieving if you keep on believing the dreams that you wish will come true No matter how your heart is grieving If you keep on believing The dreams that